The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 109 of the MX Vice Show podcast, coming to you just days away from the 2022 Motocross of Nations, finally a return to the true Motocross of Nations, cancelled in 2020. Last year was a shadow of what the event should be, but this year has everything that we want as fans and more. And I'll warn you now, that is all we're going to be talking about on this podcast, all nations, all the time, because I myself have hours worth of content to discuss and questions and theories and predictions. Endless, endless, endless talking points as we head into Redbud. Before we get to that, however, I would like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Redfall, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Coming up, we of course have Liat Ask Vice Anything and the Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week. And of course, part one of the MX Vice Show is brought to you by Fly Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. And if you are a British listener, Max Anstey will be wearing the Fly Racing Formula helmet as he represents Team GB this weekend. So if that isn't enough of a reason to go out and buy a fly racing Formula helmet, I don't know what is. Do it for the country. Do it for the Queen. Not sure if I'm allowed to say that. But anyway, I'm your host, Lewis Phillips. Very excited about this podcast. And with me is James Burfield. Hello, Lewis. Yes, uh, do it for the King, uh, Lewis. Do it for the King. I was thought we. I thought do it for the, in memory of the Queen. In memory of Queen. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, memory, memory of the Queen. Do it for the King. Yes. Very good. Either or. Yep. Um, I'm excited because, let's be honest, the MXGP series this year wasn't overly exciting. Um, the interest wasn't there. The points weren't there. However, coming into this podcast, I feel like there is a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. And I feel like that's been lacking all year. So this is a nice change of pace. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I did enjoy MX2, um, and it was nice to see that go down to the wire, but you're you're right. Um, it wasn't like, but again, we, we talked about on previous shows, we were spoiled the year before. So, um, yeah, you know, it's going to, um, it's, when you think about it, nothing, nothing even comes close to the Across the Nations. I mean, last year is, yeah, it was, it was not, not, not as we a kind shadow of, of itself yeah but 
but let's face it you know i've i've been going to net i've missed two since 05 i i can't it's it's the must do event you know if anybody doesn't if anybody's not been to the us to watch nations honestly you're really missing out it's such a great experience um and and, and saying that but like you know france is an, another uh, you know germany we had a, a great one and um belgium it's like it's it's on you 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 can be quite unlucky to pick a nations and not have a good time it, the racing's great the atmosphere is fantastic and it really is i, I always think of it as just like a, a bit of a celebration of motocross everything that's great about motocross is motocross and nations um let's get straight into this do it. i think what we'll do is we'll go what i want to do first of all is go team by team um based off the entry list so we'll give the winners from last year their due credit um and start love, with team love italy an, love and order don't you Huh? Well, no, I just thought rather than go, <laughs> rather than shoot all over the place, we'll give Team Italy their due credit because um, no one is talking about Team Italy. No Whenever one. you hear any uh, fan, journalist, media person, industry person run through contenders and ideas for the nations, Italy never features on that list. Okay, they won last year. It does have an asterisk next to it because USA weren't there. Australia weren't there. A lot of top guys weren't there. Um, it rained. It was Mantova, which wasn't great anyway. Like, Lupino maybe should have got more of a penalty for his set, uh, final moto track cutting exercise. So there was a lot. It, it has an asterisk on it, truth be told. But I couldn't get a plane. They still won. Um and therefore, they will come in with one, two, and three on the bikes. Caroli MXGP, Adamo MX2, Guadagnini Open. Um, I don't know. I think this is a team. I think this is a top seven team. However, if I had to put money on it, I'm not betting on Italy to be in the top five. I don't think. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's... Obviously, we've seen what um, you know. We know what Tony can do. We've seen what he he's done this year over in um, over in the US already at Pro Nationals, uh, Pro Motocross. Um, the the interesting thing here is going to be what Adamo can do, because Adamo started you know the year in, in, in good form and then kind of just petered out a little bit towards the end. So it's going to be whether he can uh, pick himself up in 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 and get back to what he was doing at the start of the year. Because I think, I think Guadagini, I think is one of those guys that is just going to be, you know, is going to embrace this experience. You know, I think he's just going to, he's, he's, he's going to be there to, to, he want, you know, this guy, you could just tell he's set up for, for, for us motocross. He loves us motocross. You know that. I, I think he's going to embrace this. Uh, Crowley, we know he's going to do, I think it's, it's down to Adam. I think it really is going to be down to, how he reacts to this event um because if he does do well then they are they are a top five contender i um i partially agree but also disagree i think caroli is more of a question mark um than you would think because obviously he did get injured at bud's creek that was all very um not mysterious, but there was never many details about that. Or he did have a cast on, but then he did ride the second moto. So obviously it wasn't that serious. Um, but still, he wasn't the Tony Caroli in America. He was a fourth through eighth place rider. Um, so I don't think like that's that's immediately a knock for Italy. 
Then again, on the flip side, the nations isn't as deep as a normal race. Like that is the downside of the nations. Realistically, it's not actually that deeper field. So maybe that pushes Caroli back into the top five individually. But I don't know. I think Caroli is a more of a I don't I think Caroli is less of an individual threat than anyone would presume. Adamo, I don't know. I can't see Adamo being the top. I can't see Adamo being in the top seven MX2 riders. Off the top of my head, Cooper, Shimoda, Lawrence, Anstey, Musquin, DeWolf, Everts even, all go above him. And that's seven riders right there. Um, and that was off the top of my head. I probably missed a few. Um, so that's a question mark. Guadagnini's been up and down all year. He did come good at tur- in Turkey. And I do believe that he will carry that form into Redbud. Also, uh, this is Adamo's first time at event. This is Guadagnini's second. So, um, and also in his rookie year at the event last year, he really rode well as an MX2. As an MX2 rider, he carried Team Italy. Um, he had two of the three best individual results and, yeah, shined. So if he can do that, then that'll be good. But yeah, truth be told, I think I expect Guadagnini to be the the best performer on Team Italy. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I think he's going to rise um, throughout the weekend. I, I generally think he's going to embrace this as, as well it is. It's just a fantastic event which he can kind of showcase his skills. But uh, on the flip side, I do, I do, like I say, truthfully believe that Italy will be battling for sixth, seventh, eighth with Team GB, which we'll get to. Um, so uh, second last year, numbers four, five, six this year, the Netherlands obviously missing Jeffrey Hurlings, which is a blow, but That's maybe huge. not as much of a blow as someone would think, because I, I think know. losing Hurlings immediately causes people to write the Netherlands off. Don't think you can do that. Um, obviously, Koldenoff MXGP, Kaida Wolf MX2, Calvin Vlander in uh, open. Uh, Koldenoff's uh, performances at this, at this event are well documented. Um, obviously, he didn't do that last year, but last year he was putting pressure on himself to go out and be the best individual guy and finish 1-1 and carry on his performances from Redbud and Assen in the years prior. So... And I do think that had a negative impact on him. Uh, if I remember right, he crashed in the first turn of Moto1. And I remember thinking to myself, I, I feel like if you weren't so desperate to be the best individual guy, maybe you wouldn't have run it in so deep there and crashed. Um, so maybe maybe the fact that he didn't win individually at Mantova is a blessing. But equally, now that we're back to Redbud, where he rode extremely well, um, back to a normal nations, maybe he puts pressure on himself again to go out there, be the best individual, steal the headlines, and that that works against him. Um, also, Kai DeWolf on the team, he is very he is very motivated. I can vouch for that. He is very motivated to go there and make a statement in the MX2 class. He could win that class. And Vlanderin is a better rider than anyone gives him credit for. Uh, and he has a star engine in his bike. So although it's not a factory bike, it's a very good bike. So, uh, yeah, all uh, a well-rounded team, but some question marks. Yeah, I think you you know you you hit the nail on the head with Coldenhoff. We seen what he done in in eighteen at Redbud, which was which was awesome. And I think you know Hurlins will be missed, but that's a strong team. And we seen what Vlanderen can do. Uh, DeWolf, I think he he's going to be itching to to get out there the weekend and, and and show everybody around the world what he can do. Um, especially Americans. Um, 
solid team. They're going to be on. They're going to be knocking on that podium door, aren't they? I would think that Coldenoff and Vlanderin will both do very well. Um, yeah. I would imagine that Coldenoff and Vlanderin, at least, they will both be in the top ten in their individual motos, um, which is good. That's good. That's that's a great place to start. Um, realistically, they'll probably be closer to the top five, but you know, I'll say top ten to be safe. And Kaido Wolf, he's a bigger guy. That hurts him on starts, and starts are especially important for an MX2 guy. But Redbud should suit him. Redbud should suit him down to the ground. Um, I I do expect big things from DeWolf, but on the whole, I don't expect the Netherlands to win. I have the Netherlands in either third or fourth. There's always, there's always. I mean, the nations always brings up just a. Uh, a little wobble for for some teams in um sometimes with people sometimes with with choices and gate positions and stuff like that it, it'll be interesting to see what team handles their 250 rider correctly and giving him you know as ma- as much um advantage as possible because pre- previously we've seen different tactics haven't we um from like matley basin with people starting on the outside and and you know 250 getting the better pos- like the better gate position. So it'd be interesting what they do to try and help DeWolf sort of get as, as good a start as possible. I am. Um, you've got a pretty MX2 guy on the inside. I just even wonder if DeWolf, I wonder how good a use DeWolf will make of that from the inside. Like if I'm Netherlands, actually, truth be told, maybe I'm watching the MX2 qualifying race, seeing how DeWolf's start is, and if it's air against VMX2 riders, maybe I just push him to the outside and give the 450 guy a good chance of getting a whole shot. I well, don't that's know. The, that's the tactics because either or, like, that's what people are going to have to start looking at. Because again, if, if he's going to struggle to get out of start, is it worth just capitalizing on Coldenoff and Vlanderen? It, um, it's a strong team, but like I say, third or fourth, I would think. I can't, if the Netherlands won. I wouldn't, my jaw wouldn't be on the floor, but I would definitely be like, oh, okay. Like that, didn't expect, didn't see that coming. Um, but they are a force. And equally, I say third or fourth, but it would be shocking to see them off the podium. But yeah, I feel it could happen just by a hair. Um, speaking of podium, Great Britain, uh, four podiums in a row now. Uh, the last time at Redbud was kind of a gift because they finished fifth and then uh, Chervelin was disqualified and they jumped from fifth to third. Um, but still, four podiums officially, four podiums on the bounce. Uh, Dean Wilson, MXGP, Max Anstey, MX2, Tommy Sell, Open. Uh, Dean um, obviously raced for the last four uh, rounds of pro motocross, coming back from injury and improved each time. So that's good. He's had another two, three weeks on the bike now as well. Um, Anstey Hasn't raced a 250 since the Nations in 2016. So that's Things are sounding something. great so far. <laughs> and um, and Cell uh, hasn't raced outside of England since the final round. Actually, didn't do the final round that year. Since late in the 2019 MXGP season. Um, so you fancy our chances? I got I got a lot of shit for this, but I can't see <laughs> I can't see GB in the top five. No, um, but I do think it's still it's still a solid team. I've said this. I have said this 
We've been a little lucky getting on the podium all these years. Well, all, first of all, Redbud, we weren't on the podium. So that was pure luck getting on the podium that year. Um, and I've I've been this is all, I've been consistent with this theory. GB has gotten on the podium because the USA has stepped off the podium. The GB streak of podiums started the first year that USA didn't finish on the podium. <laughs> there is literally a direct correlation there. So this year we expect G- uh, the USA to be back on the podium, which locks out countries like GB, I believe. Um, but even even if the USA uh, even if the USA aren't on the podium, which God help us if they're not, um, the Netherlands, France, um, Australia. Uh, and others, for some reason I'm drawing a blank, are better teams on paper than GB. But I would say this to summarize. GB will have no standout results, but they will be a collection of very solid, consistent results that end up being quite okay overall. Yeah? Okay. Like, there won't be a third place individually, but there will be... I could see, like, every GB rider finishing between 8th and 12th in every race. And then that will result in a 5th or 6th overall. Or 7th. I I, Yeah, I... I gotta be honest. I've wrapped my Union Jack around. I've been to Bud's Creek, you know, back in 2007. I've supported GB all these years. I I think they're going to struggle to be top ten. Oh no, no, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no! Oh no. yeah, yeah. I, I I am on the record as saying they will finish seventh, but no way I no way I would even entertain that. Wait, hold on. Right, without going through so Italy Italy is maybe slightly stronger. Uh, actually, that's maybe that's ridiculous. Italy is stronger. Yeah. Um, Italy so is stronger. The Netherlands is stronger. France is stronger. Belgium. No, Belgium's a question mark. No, Belgium. We'll get to Belgium, but that's a question mark. Yeah. Um, Switzerland is probably USA stronger. And Australia, USA and Australia are stronger. Spain is stronger. That's six teams. Spain's, yeah, stronger. Uh, I'm going with who else is probably stronger. So, like, yeah, I think that's how I came Australia to Australia and that's... USA. I, I'm, 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 I'm saying ninth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not far from me saying seventh, but um, I would bet seventh. We'll we'll reconvene and see um, see how that turns out. But yeah, I, that's, I would that's not me being disrespectful. That's just me looking at a list and just thinking, do you know what? That there's that these teams are deep, and and UK always has this like one race which always goes wrong. So um, well, they've been on the podium the last however many years. Yeah, but also that one race is you know has we were very close to doing not only being on podium but you know being closer to second and first on in, in on many occasions so it's just what it's just one race where um you know it just all goes no, wrong for us I, I i i go back to what i said we have had some luck with our podium streak like in 2019 great britain finished on the podium with 58 points like 58 points <laughs> yeah if I go to 2018's results, Redbud, 58 points would have put GB 7th. Um, if I go to 2017, 58 points would have put GB 7th again. Bloody hell. So my 7th place prediction suddenly looking very, very, very spot on. Yeah. Um, I- I'm sure I'm sure all three riders will give it 100%. And who knows, they might, they might throw a surprise, but 
given what we, you know, given given where they are and in, in, in what they've done this year and everything else, um, you know, I think we just have to be realistic with expectations. It's it's just weird because I struggle with it because I don't see a weak link on the team. Like I was about to say that I do think Anstey will be good on a 250, but then I also think Tommy's going to be better than anyone expects on a 450. And I think Dean will be right there. So it's not that I don't see a weak link. I just see, I don't, I just don't see a standout result that will make the difference. Yeah, maybe, um, may, maybe you're right. Maybe we will have three solid, um, you know, riders putting solid results in. Yeah, but um, I think that will result in sixth or seventh. Mm, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I'm literally just looking at paper at the moment and just seeing teams and just thinking, and just thinking, you know, lucky day eighth, uh, bad day ninth. Bloody hell, really, not much. What, what's an okay day then? Eighth and a half. Seventh would be a would be a really good day i think i think yeah, if you so you said seventh is a really good day eighth is a good day and ninth is a bad day yeah. that's in the space of two positions you've gone from a very good day to a bad day yeah because like if we if you know there's not much sh- room there for like other things like okay day or an average day well what i'm saying is hello dougie um what i'm saying is that like you know we're expected to beat teams like estonia um Finland and stuff like that. I think we're going to struggle this year to beat people like Switzerland. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that. That's the difference. It's it's quite tight because I think there's five or six really like. I think there's there's not much between fifth to tenth. That's what I, I think. That's what I'm trying to say. So so from fifth position to tenth position, I think that is so tight between those countries. There's not that much which is going to separate them. There, there are some sleeper teams that we'll get to that will be yeah. more in the mix than anyone thinks. But yeah, for now, I say seventh for GB. Um, but going back to them individually, um, I think Anstey, ah, the MX2 class is tough, but I think I think he'll be good. Um, but then him and Dean have been riding Supercross for the last couple of weeks. Um, but then maybe that's a positive thing because maybe, <laughs> maybe, um, <laughs> I, love, I, I love that, but maybe it's a positive thing. No, but like, no, I'm just thinking he's had to get used to the 250. So riding supercross and outdoors kind of gives you like, you're kind of used to every possible characteristic of a 250. <laughs> I, even, I, 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 yeah. Okay. I just don't even know how you're finding a positive here, but, but I think, on. no, I think, I think Anstey will be top. Riding. They're th- riding. That's positive. I think Anstey will be top five in MX2. I think Tommy will be top wait hold on uh, uh one two three i think tommy will be top six in open and i think dean will be top six in mxgb and that right there is what i said a solid consistent day that results in sixth or seventh place hey do you know what i hope you're right i really do because i think it'll be a fantastic result you're acting like me saying seventh is a good thing i got absolutely destroyed for saying seventh yeah i know but you know what english Mark people Chamberlain like... already thinks i'm a helmet his words, not mine. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think people are a little bit. Uh, do you know what? We could be wrong. They, who knows? They might get a fifth podium. Yeah, who knows? A, a fifth is possible. A fifth is uh, if a fifth is possible, but a podium is not going to happen. That's where I'm at. A fifth is absolutely possible if things go their way. If nothing goes their way and it's all it's a very much like on merit performance, seventh. But if things go their way, so another team has a DNF, uh, so and there's a first turn crowd, you know, whatever, then yeah, fifth's possible, but absolutely a podium is not possible. I wonder how close they were um to, to um calling up Billy McKenzie. Oh fuck, well I hope they were 
closer to calling up Ben Watson. But it's a good team. And uh, it's a good team. Um, fourth last year, uh, France, who have... Uh, I feel like we're all sort of still living in the France glory days. They haven't won since the last time we were at Redbud. Um, they were off the podium in 2019 and they were off the podium in 2021. So the date, like everyone seems to be referring, oh, well, France is so strong at this event. Well, not for a while now. We're, we're in a two-race podium this streak. Um, that could end this weekend. It could. That is a solid team. I I think it's an underrated team. Again, I, I if you look at it on paper, then um, it's hard to argue with that team. Oh my God, that team is solid. I think that part of the reason it's underrated is that because of the Ferrandis injury, a lot of people didn't expect Ferrandis to ride. It's not actually really been confirmed that he is riding. Uh, he is though, but it's not like it's not like someone's come out and said, hey, I'm Dylan Ferrandis and I'm completely healthy. My back's fine. Don't stress, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that's why people are kind of overlooking France. But I put France alongside the Netherlands as third or fourth. And if things go right, maybe higher. But right now, every team on paper, presuming that things will go as they should, third or fourth. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 can, um, I can see them being the biggest upset. I genuinely can. Like, because we are so high on USA and Australia at the moment. Like, everyone is so high on those guys. And it only takes one mistake. We know what the nations is like. And that's that French team is solid. And, and you know that this event is built up for Renault. Like, the, Renault must be looking at this going, I am going to show. Everyone's talking about everybody else. I'm going to show everyone what I can do. Okay, we're comparing them to the Netherlands. Let's let's break this down. Um, Koldenhoff versus Renault. Yeah, unfortunately, Renault. Uh, De Wolf versus Musquin. Musquin. Really? Yeah. Um, Vlandred versus Ferrandis. Uh, Ferrandis. The, the reason why. So you think you think you think the Netherlands is all round a better team than the Netherlands? Yeah, and, and do you know? Did why? I just say the Netherlands twice? You think France is? All round yeah, a better team yes, than the Netherlands, yeah, and I do. And 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 there's a couple of things here uh, why I see it is because uh, Kaido Wolf is going into into this MX2, um, you know, a first big nations in uh, in the US, huge crowd. Um, you know, we we undoubtable talent, but you're 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 riding against somebody who is former world champion, has been over in America for so long, knows that track inside out. And you know he's going to put a solid performance in. You know that. So I, I just think that that experience of, be, of riding in the US, um, handling the pressure, I think that's where Ferrandis and Muskin, I think that's where both of them, um, I don't think you can put, a, you know, you can't put too much of a, a, enough of a price on that because I, I genuinely think that is going to help France to be super sneaky this weekend. I think Koldenhoff beats Renault. De Wolf beats Musquin and Ferrandis beats Vlandrin. So two to one Neverland in favour of the Netherlands. In my mind, not three or three nil okay. in favour of France. Um but I do have the Netherlands and France very tight in third and fourth, and who flip a coin as to who will come out on the podium. But I do think that you know what? We'll get to it. But I think I've just had a epiphany. 
Well, we'll get to it. I think I've just when, had a, cr- a controversial epiphany. Well, when I when I looked at this, and I know we're going to get to it, but when when I looked at this, I, I see I see the top five um, being all capable of of winning, um, and then I see the 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 sixth to um, tenth positions. You know, they, they could be any any. You know what? You know, tenth could be sixth. Sixth could be tenth. That's how close they are. I think that there's five which are out front could win it. And I think there's five which are, you know, are all vying for that, um, you know, sixth place. Yeah, I, f- I think this might be closer than we think. I think it's going to be super close. I think it's going to be down to, you know, we all we know they can throw away their, their worst result, but it's going to be there's there's going to be one of those which is going to be the, the the second shitty result, whether it's a DNF or a DNS or. Or you know, you can't rule out injuries. Um, also, you can't rule, you know, mechanicals. You know, thirty percent rain forecast for Sunday as well. I Who think knows? it's gone up. I just looked. I think it's gone up. Uh, I think it's even more now. Oh Jesus! Um, uh, correction as well. I said France finished fourth last year. They finished fifth. Uh, Russia finished fourth, but obviously not sending a team this year. No. Um. Yeah. Uh, fifth. Uh, sixth place last year. Uh, team Belgium. So compare Belgium to Great Britain, because this is where I I don't know if Brit- I don't know if Belgium is better than Britain or Britain is better than Belgium. Uh, the team is Gertz on a four fifty, never raced a four fifty before. Liam Everts, who made his debut at the event last year, and Jeremy Van Horbeck, who is a veteran and has performed one of the standout Motocross of Nations performances ever in my mind is Van Horbeck stepping down to a two fifty at Majora in twenty sixteen. That was um, awesome. But Van Horbeck got injured at the end of August, um, and he is racing, and he is supposedly fine, but lost some crucial um, time slash preparation there. And also, this is the final race of his career. So does he want, after having a quite close call with serious injury a month ago, and now racing for the final time in his career, how willing is he to lay it all on the line? I will say this, though. I will say this. Don't ask me why. And if this happens when I'm officially psychic, I have, <laughs> it has randomly come into my mind a couple of times over the last week. And I don't know why. Just I'll be doing something stupid like eating and then randomly my mind will just come up with this. Why do I have a sneaky feeling that Gertz could go out and win on a 450? <laughs> I know. I know. Do you know what? That's there's a couple of posts which I've seen with um you know with, with like you know Gertz has been out on the Star Yamaha and da 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 whatever, and uh, a part of me was just like, oh, oh wow, because because could how well um how well how Renault kind of adapted when he first got on that bike and you, I, I was talking to Lee Vosters and he was telling me like yeah we know we know you can skip yeah, yeah. so so but I'm wondering whether Hans Corvers is sat there going Jesus you know. I am. Um, this guy's going to be so good on a 450. And can you imagine that? That is another platform for for someone like Renault or or Gertz to literally show everybody what they can do, which is kind of be scary. It's ridiculous because Gertz is not beating Tomac or Renault or Koldenoff or Sewer or any of it. But for some reason, it's in my it's in my mind or it's crossed my mind that like he could go out and do something amazing and be like the story of the nations, but yeah. he'll probably wash the end front end. If that happens, um, <laughs> but no team Belgium as a whole, they, I put them in the same group as great Britain, sixth, seventh, eighth, no chance of a top 10. 
What? No chance of a top ten? No, sorry, no chance of a top five. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Again, it, like I say, it all depends on on what Gertz turns up. Who I knows? Think I think. Well, I, I don't. Uh, similar again, similar Everts. to Great Britain. So, do you think Everett beats Anstey? No. Okay. So, you think Anstey's got Everett's covered? Yeah. I think it'll be quite close. The MX2 class is actually going to be quite good individually. Um, but yeah, it's just not Belgium. Belgium are on a decline, and this is kind of another eh kind of team from them. Yeah. Um, the ultimate sleepers you mentioned them earlier, Estonia, seventh place last year. Tanel Leok, who uh, should he be on the team? I don't know. But um, Jorgen Talviku who everyone now knows from his pro motocross appearances, and Harry Kulas. You know what? No, as I say it out loud, I, no, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, feel, I don't see that team doing anything. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, on I, paper, I, I went... Maybe you got a little bit high on something there, but um, I, I'm, thinking, I, I'm thinking possibly 10th to 12th. I'm thinking Talviku will do something worth noting, but um, Leok won't. And Kulas, eh. Yeah. But then again, I just said that Tommy, I just said that Tommy would be... Um... <laughs> yeah, and Kulas has beat Tommy a few times this year. But to, part of the reason I say that is when it comes to riding at the Nations, Tommy steps up. Tommy Tommy is can Tommy has proven that he steps up on the world stage. I haven't seen that from Kulas. If anything, I've seen the opposite from Kulas based on his MXGP appearances mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, it's a valid point. It's a valid, it's a valid point. point. I'll get shit yeah. on for that though. No, um, no, you you probably will, but I think you're right. I think I, I, I think feel if there's a Facebook status being made, as do, I say that. Do you know what? Like go, going back to the UK, I know we only we were talking about it, but you you got to believe that Anstey on his day, we've seen what he can do, and and Surrow on his day. You know, if there's ever an opportunity when they get a little bit, you know, pride of Britain and all that sort of stuff, in 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 pull it all on the line. You gotta believe that when those fans start cheering and they start seeing the Union Jacks, I, I think there's an extra gear there for, for both riders because they know what they're capable of. And you're and you're right. I, I think when when you talk about Tommy Sorrow and across the nations, he he's got to be one of the best riders we've ever had um for an for MXON. Like hands down. Um and it, and it wouldn't surprise me. It would not, and just for the flog hits. Him, him, you know, him getting a podium. Who knows? Um, Switzerland, eight for the event last year. Uh, Jeremy Sewer, Valentin Guio, and Kevin Bruman. Sewer wants to win individually. It, yeah, and 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 Guillo is in good form. I, I think I think this is a good team. I think for putting Guillo, Guillo will be on the MX2 bike. Um, Bruman will be on the open bike. Now Guillo yep. has raced a 250 all year um in the swiss championship which isn't competitive but still it's a rate it's a series um he has been riding in mx1 and mx2 on the same weekend and just jumping from bike to bike yeah. so he switching to a 250 shouldn't be a problem but i think that i would have kept guio on a 450 and put bruman on a 250 hoped that sewer and guio would have done their jobs as 450 riders and then just taken whatever bruman puts on the table like making do with whatever Bruman does. Whereas I feel like this way kind of put in a bit more faith in Bruman, which is kind of not what Switzerland want to do. No. Um, but Bruman going in, going on to the 450 has scored points. I, I, and 
I, I yeah, think going getting twentieth in a moto in MXGP that now that maybe that does mean something because the nations is weaker, as I've said. So maybe twentieth, maybe that is actually it's ninth. Now a tenth. Yeah. It's a ninth in the qualifying race on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but still, so, I Guillaume... I don't know. You, you, if you got if you got Guio in and you've got um and you got Jeremy, I think both of those riders going to do very well. Then that is where you need you need a Kevin Bruman to literally get that ninth and tenth place. If he gets that ninth and tenth, and those two do what they should do, then again. You know, where 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 do you think they're going to finish? I don't know. I don't know. It depends because if Sewer Sewer wants to win individually, so if he does that, that's obviously a big help. Um, but and, and actually, I do think that Sewer will be top three individually at least. You will. Like Sewer will go two, three, three, four in the motos at least. So that'll help. Um, maybe I put Switzerland alongside Great Britain and Belgium in the sixth, seventh, eighth group. Yeah, absolutely. I, I genuinely think that um, they are, yeah. Who, who do you think, so you think that Great Britain is a stronger team than Switzerland at the moment? Um, as a team, maybe, on average. Obviously, Sewer, individually, Sewer has gives Switzerland a big bump because Switzerland will, like, well, Switzerland will definitely have the better individual result. But as a team, on average, I think that Great Britain is a better team than Switzerland. But if I was, um, if Switzerland had put Guio on the 450 and Brumen in MX2, maybe that would change my mind. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Germany. Max Nagel, MXGP. Um, Simon Lagenfelder, MX2. And Tom Koch, M uh, Open. Max this Nagel hasn't raced Open. Uh, hasn't raced MXGP, sorry, all year, but he has been racing in the German National Championship and beating GP riders consistently. So he is very much riding well at the moment. Oh, but, obviously not the Max Max uh, Nagel of old, but still. No, but, but good. the crazy thing is, is Jacoby, who's been, uh, you know, a regular MXGP rider, didn't even get a phone call. Yeah, but Nagel has been beating him in the Yadak occasionally when Jacoby's shown up. So there is that. But Jacoby told me that he he thinks slash knows um, that Germany picked the team based on who races in the national championship. So um, Jacoby's only done one or two of those races, I think. Uh, Nagel has dedicated himself to the full championship and therefore um, Nagel wow. got, the, got the call. Um, and similar to Tom Koch, I think. Um, but still, this is a good team. So if, if the UK done that, who would we have? Well, Tommy, Sell, yeah, Gilbert, and Muse. Hmm. Um. But yeah, still Germany, strong team. I think that's I, not a bad team, though, is it? Gilbert, Sewer. Um, no, it's not far from what we've got. No. Um. Yeah, Germany, strong team. Again, maybe I'd put them in the. They could beat Britain. They could beat Switzerland. I think. Um. Nah. Nah. Yeah, I wouldn't bet money nah. on it, but I think they could. Nah. No, eight or ninth is probably realistic. I don't think Germany's got anything for um, the UK or Switzerland. Yeah, so I would say I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eight or ninth is realistic, but potentially maybe sixth or seventh if things go right. Do they um, beat? Do they beat Estonia? Yes, easy, all day, no, no, no question. Mm, okay. Right. Um, we're getting into the shit now, so we'll we won't go through every team. Um, but. Teams of note, <laughs> further down the entry list. 
What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up was Finland. So sorry about that. Any anybody from Finland who's listening, and Lewis has just literally called you. We're getting into the shit now. <laughs> we are. Um, but teams <laughs> of note. To be fair, <laughs> Finland isn't a bad squad. Again, looking at them off their MXGP results, it is. But take out the depth of MXGP, and you, okay, maybe they all rise a little bit. But still, they they will be. F- 13th to 15th. If at best, like Miro Silvanen has been, I'm surprised he's racing because every time he's tried to race this year, he pulls out with like concussion symptoms and stuff. So, um, but uh, teams of note further down the entry list, Canada, Dylan Wright, who we know is very good and should be very, very good here. Yep. Um, Ryder McNabb and Tyler Medaglia. That is easily a top 10 team that's that's that, a solid top that 10 could team. beat great britain yeah yeah absolutely that so that put that in a sixth seventh eighth group as well um yeah. that can beat belgium that can beat great britain that can beat switzerland but again switzerland very much depends on just how well sewer does um but yeah that's definitely something that's definitely something worth worth noting uh spain this is this, a good team this is a great team prado mxgp fares crucially on a star racing 250 in MX2 and Ruben Fernandez. Now, I, funny thing actually. So when Spain got announced, I wrote in the little news story, "This is a this is a podium a team with podium potential," and I got lit up in the comments <laughs> with people going, "People going, oh, what team Spain with a guy that no one's ever heard of?" Because that was before Fares had gone and raced for Star. Yeah. Um, and now, suddenly, Fares went and raced for Star, and everyone's on my bandwagon. So it just goes to show that maybe you should listen to me. Um, but no, that, if again, it's tricky because Prado hasn't been at his best, and Fernandez hasn't been at his best. But if they can somehow get close to their best, there's no reason why that team can't beat the Netherlands, I don't think. No, I, I, I think they're one of those, they're that team that could actually just put solid results in. They think- that, is a, that is a better team than Great Britain. Yes? Yeah. Yes. yes, agree. Yeah, agree. So that that team is a I I put that team in fifth place quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if if they they sneaked a podium. Yeah, fifth place with the potential to maybe upset either France or um Australia. Uh, no, um, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. We'll get to Australia because I think I had an epiphany. Um, Sweden. They'll be okay. They'll be 11th or 12th. Alvin Usland, Albin Gerhardsen, and Frederick Noren. They'll be okay. Yep. Um, scrolling down the list. Morocco, should we talk about them? No. Nah. Well, South, South Africa. Yeah. Camden McKellen will do good. Yeah, Purden, he'll do, he'll do fine. Well, Purden was struggling to get, like, he was barely in the top 10 in the British Championship. Yeah, but... <laughs> so I... if, you, if you compare that relatively to Great Britain's open rider... Then, um, that's quite a big difference. Yeah, Ireland do okay. They'll do okay if they qualify. Um, yeah, but further down the list, Norway: Cornelius Tundall, Kevin Horgmo, Hakan Osterhagen. It's a good that's team. That's the team that can beat Great Britain. Yeah, I like. We're ban- I seem to be basing everything off of Great Britain, but that's just because I see them as like the. If you're above Great Britain, you're a podium contender. And if you're below Great Britain, you're lower half of the top 10. I'm kind of using Great Britain as the average, Benchmark. the solid average team. Like yep. anything above them is a podium contender and great. 
anything on par with them is a solid average team and everything anything below is an eh team. If that makes sense. No, makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, Norway, um, Cornelius Tundel has been racing an EMX 250 all year, but he finished second in that championship. Or did actually... Maybe finish third, but either way, he was in the mix. Um, yeah, so he's a good that, rider. He's done MXGP and loads of other stuff, so he, he's got experience. Yeah, he's stepping up to the 450 after being on a 250 all year, which is a question mark. But he is a big guy, so but he, he rode the 450 the previous year. So he yeah, done a year still, in he, MXGP. It's still, it's still a step with Fantic and everything, but not not much of a concern because yeah for those reasons you mentioned and he is a big guy so it's not like putting a little kid on a 450 he could probably Um, pick it up and run around kevin hogmo is great he should be great i expect big things out of hogmo uh easily a top four or five mx2 rider on a day i would think if things go well and hacken osterhagen again um emx250 rider stepping up to a 450 although i actually think he might be riding a 252 stroke in open um but still, he should be solid and adequate enough where Norway will be comfortably inside of the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid team. Good team. Um, I think, you know, Horikmo will um, will do will do the best out of the team. Obviously. I, I would like to think that, that Great Britain have them covered. They do going in, but also wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the weekend, Norway are 7th and great britain at eighth yeah um right the biggie usa clear favorites right yeah tomac should win his class sexton should win his class and cooper should be top four five in his class at worst um if that shakes out in that way then i don't see how it's beatable but it hasn't shaken out how we've predicted for many years now. <laughs> yeah. Um, qualifying will be telling because based on the weather forecast, quali- Saturday is going to be dry. So no matter what happens Sunday, there should at least be one dry day of racing. So I say this now, I expect Team USA to absolutely dominate qualifying. Absolutely destroy it. I don't expect it to be close. I expect Team USA to smash it. Um, if they don't do that in the dry on Saturday, then that's an alarm bell for me. Uh, but I don't, again, I, it's, it's, it's Tomac, Cooper and Sexton. Cooper, um, Tomac and Sexton, in my opinion, have been riding better this year than any of the MXGP riders, in my opinion. So if that translates and comes to fruition, they shouldn't have a problem. I think that USA lock out the motos. I think that they win all three motos in what, some way or another. I think Tomac wins the first moto. I think Sexton wins the second moto. And I think either Tomac or Sexton wins the final moto. Agree? Yeah, yeah, agree. And again, if it shakes out that way, how do you compete with that? I I see... I see this... I, I just can't... I can't get my head around a way that this doesn't result in a Team USA win. Like, I genuinely can't even, like, come up with, like, some sort of theory of, like, oh, well, maybe this, like, it, it seems obvious. This has to be a Team USA win for the sake of the event, for the sake of Team USA, for the sake of the fans, for the sake of everyone. We all need a Team USA win. And, oh, my God, is it lined up perfectly. Yeah, it's it's, it's perfect. But, you know, what you need is... 
you, you have seen some individual mistakes by the riders this year. You just got to make sure or hope that they pull it all together on the day. Um, the, the, you know, again, you talk, you talk about uh, where is the weak link? I mean, you're looking at Cooper, but he's a solid guy. So he's not a weak link at all. He's exactly, un- that's what I mean. You're, you, you, let, you know, at the moment we're trying to find a weak link. There is no weak link. You know, the 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 worst that he probably could do is a, a fifth. <laughs> my um my random Team USA prediction is that I think Sexton will outperform Tomac by quite a bit this week. Well, not by quite a bit, but I think I think Sexton will end up being the clear strongest Team USA rider. Okay. Just a random little personal little, prediction. Okay, yeah, pretty pretty little stamp on that one. But yeah, I don't see I don't see a way I do not see a way that Team USA loses this. And oh my god, if they're off the podium again. I I don't know. I don't see a way that that happens. I think that with a mechanical failure, they should be on the podium. But you know, the the weather um, could play a massive part on Sunday, um, and again, that could play into somebody. You know, someone like uh, Coldenhoff's hands, who is shown again this year that he's quite capable of when he decides to um, just put in a just a ridiculous performance. Um, you got Jet Lawrence. Who, who knows what he's going to do on a two fifty? Eighty one percent chance of rain on Sunday. Yeah, see, this it seems as though it, it was seems like, as though um, it was looking so good for Team USA. It seems as though it's going to come later in the day, so there's a chance that it happens like Sunday night. Well, that'd be good. I mean, if 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 that does come a little bit sooner than than that's anticipated, then we could we could be seeing something a little bit different. In um. I mean, that's the only thing. Do you know what? That's the only thing that might beat the USA this year, the weather. If you look at the daytime forecast, um, at the moment they predict two hours of rain in the day. Um, 2.9 uh, millimetres? Is that a lot? No? Nah, that's bugger all. Uh, uh, 16% chance of thunderstorm, 81% chance of rain. But do you know what? I'm just thinking about 2018. I couldn't even walk across the pits. 2018 wind gusts 41 kilometers an hour isn't that like insane nah isn't it nah it's like 30 mile an hour winds isn't that like 30 mile an hour something like that yeah it's not much i thought that was like like severe weather warning type nah oh anyway um i reckon i think the weather's gonna hold out and be okay i do i honestly do i I think Um, the weather is the only thing that's gonna stop usa from winning well the thing, the thing that everyone predicts will stop the USA from winning, Team Australia. Solid Mitch team. Mitch Evans, Hunter Lawrence, and Jet Lawrence. Now, there are question marks. There are question marks, of course. Yeah, Hunter on a 450. Nope, Hunter's on a 250. Sorry, Hunter on a... Sorry, Jet on a 450. And also Mitch with... You know, again, it's been a solid season compared to where he come from, um, to where he is now. But again, it's, you know, is he going to get a little bit tired or what? I, I, I was all, I've been, I've been on the, if USA don't win, Australia don't win. I mean, sorry, if you, if the USA don't win, <laughs> then it will be Australia. That's yeah. been my thing since day one of yeah. like, thinking when, about this event. Look, when I'm looking at the lineup here, that's, I, I, I agree with you. No, but no, um, what I was going to say is now after looking at this entry list in detail, is that Australian team stronger than France? Yeah. And is it stronger than the Netherlands? Yeah. But not by much. 
And uh, do, do you know, it, it's like it's lined up perfectly for him because with the Lawrence brothers in America, it's given him kind of a bit of a home advantage against any of the overseas riders. Are we another question then? Oh, and I don't have an opinion on this. Are we expecting too much of Jet in his first 450 race? No. I don't know what we're expecting, to be honest, because I haven't heard anyone really like say, like, oh, Jet will do this. Nah. But like, what do we expect from nah. Jet in his first 450 well, race? Who knows? Who knows? It's Jet Lawrence. Jesus Christ. Um, look what he done at EMX 250 at 14 years old. If he goes old. out and goes 1-1, it will break the internet. It will, it will break everybody. It will... Jesus Christ. Can but you imagine? Is that too much to expect? Or is no. that realistic to discuss? No, yeah, exactly. Because it's Jet Lawrence. It, 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 he's one of those phenoms which is, you know, you know, comes up, your Hurlins, your your Roxons. He is one of those guys. Hands down. There's the, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, talk about setup for 2023 if he actually does go and go one one. Wow. Can you imagine? What break up a p- a pie like percentages wise break up the chances of victory i would go uh i would go team usa 75% team australia 20% are you mental team, team france 5% are you mental literally you're giving australia 20% yeah, but that's only because I'm giving USA. I really think the USA are going to win. Like, I really do. I wanted to give... I almost gave USA, like, 90%. I feel like it's got to happen. Like, how know, can it not happen? Do you know, I I would have been... Three or four days ago, I'd have been all in on that. But now I've seen yesterday was 33% weather. Now you're telling me 80%. And, and I just look back to what happened in 2018 at the same venue. And I look at some of the riders... Uh, there's a lot of the riders that rode that day and very well, they are back again four years later. So if, like I said, if if the weather holds out, USA all day. If the weather, and it does come down, then we've seen how quickly that chart changes. I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of talk about how good Mitch, like, um, especially from sort of the American side, a lot of talk about will Mitch let down Team Australia, blah, blah, blah. But, 2018 at Redbud was when he kind of burst onto the scene um, and no one really knew who he was. He was just kind of a randomer pulled from Australia and he went 10-12 as a privateer KTM rider. He was the guy who crashed in Supercross. That's how everybody knew him. But he's now he's got more experience. He's a factory rider. He's got way more experience. He's a factory HRC rider. Even if he can go 10-12 again, that, that would be a very significant good thing for team australia but he'll do better than that oh he'll do way better and and the thing is is like i said if it if it was the start oh, of the year then um we, i'm so we, confused no no if it's the start of the year then then hands down uh you know you, you got to think oh, maybe he's a bit of a you know he, he maybe he'll hold them back but the the mitch what we've seen in the last couple of months um at gps uh that's what makes that's what completes this piece of the puzzle for team australia because we, I, I, we know that hunter lawrence is 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 possibly gonna is gonna win that class um we know that well we don't know we we have no idea what jet's gonna do but if jet does what jet does then with both of those two tying down <laughs> possibly and you know you you've got mitch who, who is you know he, all he has to do is get you know a couple of fives couple of fours who knows? And he's very capable of doing that. I'm so confused. I started this. I started this podcast thinking that 
it will be either USA or, or Australia to win. Then as we were talking about France, I started to back away from Australia. And now I think I might want to pick Australia over Team USA. And I'm just so confused. Do you know what? This is going to be the greatest fucking motocross of nations ever. Because those three teams on paper, you look at that. How can you not get excited? Because realistically, I, I, I literally, I think there's sex we coming out right now when I'm thinking motocross of nations. Hunter can beat Cooper, obviously. We've seen that all year. Jet could beat Sexton. Tomac will beat Evans, but still, that's to, if it works out that way, that's 2-1 Australia. I mean, it, obviously, that's not really that's not how the event's scored, but just talking <laughs> as far as, like, uh, yeah. averages. Um, I don't... I'm so confused. It's good. It's My, good to be confused, but this is the excitement I actually of, have goosebumps. I know! I, me too! As we're talking, I'm just... I just want to go. I just want to go. Get me there. We'll do predictions. I, I'm so confused that I need a break. Okay, I'm, like a, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm confused. I'm old. Well, and I, that, that's good because I I need to go to the toilet where I've just got so excited. Part one of the MX Vice show is complete, and that was presented by Fly Racing, who redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, cone-head EBS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The Fly Racing Formula Helmet, as always, presenting part one of the MX Vice show. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. We'll be back in just two minutes with a lot more discussion. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www liat.com Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality all parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state of the art manufacturing facilities around the world hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high level requirements that all motocross riders require many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. 
Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 109 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition for their support of this podcast show. This is part two, and part two is presented by Scott Sports. The all-new motocross and off-road collection from Scott is available now. With a wide range of products to suit all levels of rider, you can rest assured our new collection has everything you need to conquer the track with confidence and style. From Scott's market-leading prospect goggles to the revolutionary D30 body armor and everything in between, this new collection is stooped in Scott's innovation, technology, and design mantra scott-sports.com for more check out everything that they have going on for 2023 once again scott sports are much more than just goggles mountain bikes and motocross just about everything that you could need over at scott sports the goggles are great the goggles are life-changing the goggles are incredible but there's also more there so check it out um hi james hi lewis um Let's go straight into Liat Ask Vice Anything. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Okay, let's do it. Liat Ask Vice Anything time. Liat is a thrilled to announce the launch of their new 2023 Moto range, their sleekest, most stylish range to date. The new range includes a variety of unique designs in riding gear, helmets, and gloves, enabling you to go beyond in style in 2023. The Liat 2023 gear designs offer something for all riders. Whether you are looking for bright, vibrant colours or something more conservative, there is for sure a design you will like. The jerseys are light, have a breathable structure, and will incorporate laser-cut ventilation to keep you cool while on the bike. Liat caters to all your fit needs with a variety of exceptionally comfortable materials from tailored 360-degree stretch fits to 3D mesh materials that have a more relaxed fit. Elbows incorporate brush guard protection to help prevent snagging. All jerseys are made with comfort in mind to keep you focused on the task at hand while riding. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. That's for Liat jerseys. We'll put a spotlight on a different product every week from Liat's 2023 range. Right. Leah, ask us anything time. We all like that. It's where we take your questions and answer them to the best of our ability. Jen Stanker. Stats Lewis, what year was the best MXON? If we speak, riders attend. This year, we are missing both of the world champs and last year's one to three in MXGP. Hurling, oh yeah, Hurling's Fever and Geyser. Good point. 05, 06, 11, 96, and 13 come to mind as really good ones. Well, this is all personal, isn't it? Yeah, I've got my own experiences. Like 07, Bud's Creek was just an amazing one for me. Uh, um, with Brian Villapoto and, and Ricky Carmichael bowing out. Um, I enjoyed Denver as well, 2010. That was great fun. Um, I don't know, it's just on and on. I think... I 05 think, will always be the best nations ever in my mind. But equally, 15 in Erne was also good. Although, maybe you don't put that one down because that wasn't a great field that year. What, about, what about 06, Matley Basin? Yeah, he listed that, 05, 06. Yeah, they were great, yeah. Yeah, 15 was a good Nations, but 
like you can't put that down as a great one because um although Ernay's great, you can't put Ernay down uh, fifteen down as a great one because the field was terrible. Um we basically had none of the stars uh there, or very few of them at least. No, but France, still still a great event. Yeah, but it just yeah. Um, but, France yeah. and the USA were like light years ahead of everyone else just because no one else really had anyone there. No. <laughs> um but yeah, 05 will always live in my heart as the best nations ever. I don't think anything will ever top that in my mind. Um, 13 was good, underrated. No one really talks about the two Chantal nations. Um, Majora, 16. That was good. Yeah, Majora, um, 16 was very good. And I feel like that was a strong field. Um, Hurling was there, obviously. Yeah, and just looking at the results. Hurling was Crowley. Yeah, Crowley I don't was remember there. Crowley being there for some reason. Uh, race 1, MXGP and MX2, uh, Fevre, Crowley, Stroibos, Cooper Webb, Van Horbeek, Koldenhoff, Waters, Beno, I literally uh, Martin have Cooper. zero memory of Crowley being there. Like, I can't even picture, like, zero memory. Stroibos third. Yeah, Stroibos was a good rider. Especially Ma- in Max the 18th. Yeah, that was the last time he raced a 250, and it was not a good day. <laughs> it was not a good day. Um, um, race two, let's have a look. Oh. No, it's fine. We don't. It'll be the same results as race one. Um, o five will always live. Yep, o five will always live in my mind as the best nations ever. Um, oh, okay. Let's go off MXGP for a quick second. Ryan G four three seven. What can you tell us about next year's MXGP calendar? When are we likely to see it? Are there any new or interesting venues on there? February. Um, I don't know when we're going to see it. I would think the week after the Nations. I would think, but I honestly don't know. Um, there was a chance, I believe, of a US race, but that is now not going to happen until the future, I believe. Um, but still, two Indonesia's been confirmed. Um, Argentina has been... Well, it's not been confirmed, but we're going back there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we should have another one in South America. Not sure if that's Brazil or Mexico, though. I would think Brazil, because Brazil's been rumoured for a long old time. Uh, China will be back. Yeah. So get excited about that. Um, and potentially another big one What's not been there before. Yeah, there's been a few rumours about going uh, to the Southern Hemisphere. But again, I don't yeah. really know if I believe those. Don't we know? Yeah. How, don't we know how I feel? Because it's, it's hard because the calendar's going to come out and then it always changes. So, like, even when the calendar comes out, it's going to be a bit like, eh, not sure how much to take from this. But we'll see. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're they're delaying it because of that. What's happened previous years? I know they were trying to sort out something for later, but you know what? Maybe sometimes it's a it's a good idea to hold off until you've actually got as much stuff, you know, you know, sorted as possible. I believe we are starting with two in South America, so you would think Argentina will be round one and then we'll go to Brazil. Uh, two in Indonesia at some point, and then another doubleheader, China, um, and whatever they pair with China. Weirdly, uh, the Malaysia thing doesn't seem like it's come off, even though that they were making a bit, or not in front, but the Malaysian Motorcycle Federation were making a massive deal out of that in, in the summer, but it seems like that's not gone anywhere somehow. These Malaysians um uh, 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 what else have we got here at anderson podcast is spring creek a possibility to have a motocross of nations at when it comes back to the usa next i've never been to spring creek i would want it's one of my bucket list tracks events to go to um obviously it's amazing it looks incredible but from what i've heard it's quite there's not that many hotels and stuff someone can probably correct me on that but i don't think i from what i've heard i don't think it would have the 
um, facilities as far as like the things around surrounding it to actually host an event of this size. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and also, I'm not sure, is there really that much room for fans there? Again, I've never been there, but it doesn't seem like, it seems like uh, putting in 60,000 fans or however many we get at the nations would be quite difficult. But yeah, it'd be cool. Cool track, definitely. On track alone, it deserves the nations. Um, oh, similarly, at Drunken People, what's the track that we should have the Motocross of Nations at where they've never held one? Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, Millville it. would be a good one. Um, yeah, well, well let's, that's, e- that's easy. Like, you can name several. Um, US tracks, I think. What about outside of the US? I'm trying to think where we haven't been. Um, Do you know what I think would be actually maybe a GP in Canada, uh, maybe a MXON in in Canada would be pretty cool. It must, yeah, but he's saying track, not country. So oh, okay. you've got track, a track, track in, sorry. Unless uh, you've got a track in mind. Of... No, no. Okay, so let me. Uh... It's, it's weird because there's not really any tracks in MXGP where I'm like, oh, we've got a. We've got to go there. Like that's an incredible. Like, obviously, yeah, mate, but we've done that. Um, yeah, Argentina would be cool. Yeah, but just not realistic, is it? No. And also, realistic. would it be cool because, uh, like, you wouldn't? It would never happen because they they haven't got the facilities as far as hotels and flights and stuff to hold it either. <laughs> no. But you wouldn't get. Uh, it'd be sad because you wouldn't really get any European fans or any American fans. So it'd kind of be a just like it'd be like an Argentine GP with different riders. Yeah, that's a. Do you know what? That's a bloody good question. Um, I feel I'll, like we've done them all. Millville would be good, but I don't think it's capable. Um, Iron Man would be cool, but they're all American. I can't think of anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, try and think of yeah outside of America. Surely there's got to be like a French. There's got to be a good French track. Yeah, but if, you, if there's a French track, if there's going to be a French nation, you want to go to RA. <laughs> what about La Capelle? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could go around the football pitch. You'll love that. Glad. I uh, hope I never have to go back there again. Um, <laughs> I don't remember why I didn't like it. I don't know. It was. I thought it was great. But yeah, you, I can't remember what I didn't like about it. Oh, I think it, you didn't like it because of the hotels and the restaurants There was no and internet. There was no yeah. internet. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't up to your usual standard of, of what you, you now like um, to have. So, what internet so i can do my job yeah sue me no but like um, you know a, a, a good margarita pizza restaurant or a hamburger restaurant anyway of a chain uh at boo ggg 73 did france find a replacement for ferrandis no uh ferrandis is in so ferrandis is in um kevin c430 what in the hell is the fim europe motocross of nations team I don't know, honestly. I I don't know because I, I don't know what that is either. I don't know who those riders are, or what country they're from. Um, I've never seen those names before in my life. No, I'm guessing those are riders from countries who can't afford to send a team, so this is the only way they can go. But then, how the hell did they find those riders? And if you are going to do an FIM Europe team, yeah, like what's the qualification? Because I was going to say, well, like pick. Like, well, if you're going to do an FIM Europe team, then why not do Geyser, Sewer, Vial? <laughs> like, I don't, like, why do we need that? We don't need 
No. It, and, and we don't need Pavlo Kislyak, Julius Makula, and Noel Zanox. I'm sure Noel is a great guy, but no one's going to Redbud thinking, fuck me, I hope Noel's racing. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, it's that thing, is it? Why, why fuck with something that that works? Yeah, like, I don't. I, it'd be it would help. It'd be helpful if we could find out where those riders are from. But obviously, they don't have countries on the entry list because but, they're racing for their country. But um, uh, the whole thing is, yeah, it's racing for country. But is, is there a press release to explain why there's just two random teams in there? But equally, like, so if we've got FIM Latam, what's Latam? Latin well, I'm America. Thinking that's, yeah, Latin America. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, no, I think that is. And then FIM Europe. But then what? So what's stopping us now next time having a? Uh, oh, we've got Team Monster Energy. What can we have? FIM Celts, which is basically just a Welsh, Scottish, and Irish. Uh, no, team. Like if you if you're doing FIM Europe, then why don't you just do Monster Energy? Oh, Monster Energy want to do uh, want to enter their own team. Okay, like there's, where's where does it stop? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just let's just stick with freaking countries, people. Yeah, just stay home, Noel. No one wants you no. out there. You just find two friends and, and create your own country. Or, or find um, two friends in your country. A few questions about this. At Braden underscore 212, chances of Gertz going to America at some point? Basically zero. Like, he's only at the goat farm because he uses star engines in GPs. And therefore, he's testing at the star Yamaha compound. Like, there's not, there's not any sort of, like, great story to it or some wild secret like it like yeah like sewers riding at the 83 compound like um yeah there's no there's no madness here just yeah that's just two normal things going on um at stomatis calavatas <laughs> what nicely done <laughs> why tim geyser isn't racing the mxon um uh budget it's a lot of money for Slovenia to send a team. And equally, um, you've got Geyser, you've got Jan Pankar, but you don't have anyone else. So kind of pointless because they're not going to qualify. Maybe they would qualify, but it wouldn't be. It's certainly not a certainty that they would qualify. Actually, no, they would. We've got they only count two results on Saturday. So they would qualify with Geyser yeah, and Pankar. Of course they would, yeah. Um, and to be fair, with those two, they could just find somebody else in it. You know, Pankar's had a decent season. Uh, trying to stick to the MXON questions only. Marpav73, could Sewer and Guio surprise everyone and get a top five for Switzerland with a decent result from Bruman? Why not? Top five will be a stretch, but I think they can finish sixth. Why not? You, you Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think they can they they can definitely hover around the top five, put it that way. Um Kiel four seven five underscore, who do you have winning the MXON and why? I personally think Team USA will pull it off. I just say that. We're gonna do predictions at the end. Okay. Um Are we gonna do predictions with weather and predictions without weather? No. Okay. That's dumb. At posty twenty five, so will Jet podium in MXON with no geyser hurlings for Andis? Uh, yeah, Jet individually, Jet will podium. Who's he got? A, who who realistically is gonna like Jet will beat Guardanini. Jet sh- will beat Vlanderin. May I'm not so confident about that one. Um, Jet can win his class. I can't see. I'm not seeing anyone here other than Ferrandis, who's and Sexton, obviously. Um, who's really making me think that Jet won't win the Open class. So, 
Jet, yeah, I'd almost put money on Jet winning the open class at this point. But we'll do that. We'll do that as well. Coming up. Um, Pwaz0706. We always hear of rider burnout. Should riders take a season off to re- refresh? No, mm, no, because you just get forgotten about. It would be a nice idea if possible, but no one. If you take a year off, no one wants to take a chance on you because you haven't been racing and things evolve, and you also just get forgotten about. You fall off the face of the earth. Like Hurlings is a big, big name. He hasn't raced much this year. Oh, sorry, he hasn't raced at all this year. But still, like, it's not like you don't see or hear much about Hurlings because you just kind of get forgotten about. Yeah, it's like Caroli. Know, you... Look at um, last year when Caroli was doing his final year in GPs. Everyone was walking around going, oh my God, it's going to be so strange coming to GPs and having Caroli not out there. And then by round two this year, everyone was kind of forgotten. <laughs> like, look. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is so weird because it is that you're either there or you're not. It, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's like as soon as you step out of that, that circus, then you are forgotten. That's why you got to push hard to make it happen and keep yourself in the scene. Relevant. But that's like anything. If you look at social media influencers, anybody, if, if you're not relevant and if you don't stay active, then, then you just become another number. Adam Osgard. Osgood. Adam Osgood. Do you believe Justin Cooper should have been picked over Christian Craig for the 250 place for America? 100% the right decision was made going with Justin Cooper. If Christian Craig was the 250 rider, I would not be sitting here as confident about Team USA's chances. That is fact. Um, Cooper was the right decision. 100%. And it will work out. USA will win. Cooper will be top three overall in MX2. Um, And happy days. Hopefully. Agree. Hopefully, but um, if 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 Cooper is the weakest link in that team, um, and something goes wrong, they were there will be a pitchfork rebellion at Redbud. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it. I think I, it will be fine. It'll be fine. USA, USA. I get my I get my mind into it now. I don't really remember anyone saying that last time. Yeah, I, I literally when when it was Bud's Creek, it was crazy, crazy. Right. And, Have and you, did you go Creek? And um, also, Thunder Valley, very much USA. As I'm walking back to did the, go, did you go truck. to Bud's Creek by any chance? Yeah, once. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just seems to come up a lot. Just, it was such a good weekend. Just such a good weekend. Great weekend. That is Liat Ask Vice Anything. Maybe I shouldn't have skipped all of the non-MXON questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks for everybody who's made the effort in sending the questions, but um Is MXON like like it's a bit the the weird thing I find about the MXON, and it's the same with all one-off races. The hype is amazing. But then afterwards, there's not really much to say because it's not like it's not like it go like it leads anywhere. Like it's not like oh well, round two next weekend we saw this happen. So what? Like it's kind of like the nations, and then it's like well, those are the results, and that's it. Like, we, like I always find that weird about the nations. Like I kind of want to like talk about it and all of that, but there's not really that much to say other than what happened in the actual race. Um, but yeah, just random, random little. I don't know why I said that. Um, yes, thank you to Leah for sponsoring. 
Leah ask for us anything segment. Leah is thrilled to announce the launch of their new 2023 moto range, their sleekest, most stylish range to date. This new range includes a variety of unique designs in riding gear, helmets, and gloves, enabling you to go beyond in style in 2023. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. Right. What to do, what to do. Let's do our predictions now. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't want a rain prediction and a dry prediction because that's shit. Just okay. give me your final predictions and we'll Top write five. these down. Top five? Sure. Yeah? You, you happy with five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want mine? Yes. Okay, starting in fifth. Fifth position. I am going to go with Team Belgium. Shit, no, I'm not. No, that's terrible. No, no, sorry. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to go with Netherlands. Okay. okay. Position four. Wait for it. Spain. Okay. Can, can we speed this up? This is very, no, no, like, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Some drama in here, Lewis. Uh, position three. Uh, I'm going to go France. And then I'm going to be boring and go Australia second and Team USA first. Oh, I, really, lost. I really want to mix it up, but the, the craziest I went was Spain. I will go. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually quite boring. I will go USA first, yeah. Australia second, France third, Netherlands fourth, Spain fifth. Okay, a little bit different. But yeah. No, but this is what I think everyone's been saying, myself included. All being well... I think this is one of the most predictable nations ever. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, we always say that. Like, we, like, I can just think about the last four or five years. Like, we always say that it's going to be this predictable, but it never is. There's always a something, you know? Something always happens. No, but like, in, like, if you look at it, you can, I feel like you can sit down and write out the top 10. And you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to, how much, how would I prove it? Uh, on no, Saturday no. morning, I'm no, going to write... Send, you send me yours, and I'll send you mine. No, I'll just tweet it. On Saturday morning, I will tweet my complete top 10 predictions, and we'll see how close I am. And I would bet that I'm pretty close, purely because I think the Nations is quite predictable this year. Hmm. Okay. It's but... certainly not like the most craziest, um, unpredictable Nations ever. 100% not. Um, because, yeah, all being well, I feel like... USA, Australia, France will be your top three. All being well, of course, which is like, what are the chances of that? But still, um, do you not agree? I feel like I've offended you or something. No, I, that, like I said, you know, earlier on, the only thing I can see being Team USA is the weather. And if the weather um, does get bad, then that really does start to bring other people into it, especially teams like Netherlands. Um, and that will definitely throw a, you know, a spanner in the works. But it's, look, it's it's there, isn't it? It's there for the, for for USA. It all they have to do is do what they've been doing all year. That that's it. That's all you're asking the riders to do is literally just do what you've been doing on these tracks all year, and that's it. And and the, same, and the same and the same with Australia. It's like if you think about it, basically the Lawrence Brothers just need to do what the Lawrence Brothers does. Mitch just needs to go out and basically get that, you know, two sort of top fives. 
which he's super capable of doing. Um, that there, those two, those two are going to be the guys to beat. I think, like I say, the only thing what's what's hindering France at the moment is just we don't know the state of play on Frandis. Yeah, that's and that's, that's the thing which is kind of like mm. realistically, Cooper and Hunter should beat Musquin, and realistically, Jet can beat Renault, but Tomac should smash Renault. Um, well, let, let's talk. So, here, here's a question for you. Um, who, who do, you, what rider do you think is going to surprise you the most? Do you, no, would, would, that's after the break. That's after the break. Oh, okay. Just ruin um, my fun. No, we'll do that after the break. After the break, we will be doing individual class predictions, individual riders to watch out for, and more. Maybe we've talked about the nations too much. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if anyone else is doing this much nations. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I love it. I think I might have gone over the top. <laughs> no, no, we, we, me and you, are never over the top. Um, right. Well, that was part two of the MX Vice Show. The all new motocross off road collection from Scott is available now. With a with a wide range of products to suit all levels of rider, you can rest assured Scott's new collection has everything you need to conquer the track with confidence and style. From Scott's market-leading prospect goggles to the revolutionary D30 body armor and everything in between, this new collection is stooped in Scott's innovation technology and design mantra. Scott-sports.com for more from those guys. Scott Sports, much more than just goggles. Don't forget it. Mountain bikes and motocross. A lot of stuff that will tickle your fancy over there. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video, uh, MXGP TV, sorry, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition for the support of this podcast. We'll be back after the ad break to talk individual classes, individual surprises, and all of that good stuff. See you in a couple of minutes. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 109 of the MX Vice Show podcast, the Motocross of Nations preview edition. So much to talk about, and we have more. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Redfall, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is the final part of episode 109, which means that it is presented by our fine friends at Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Right. So, individually, 
MXGP class. Also, I don't really like how it's called the MXGP class. Yeah, shouldn't it uh, just uh, be called MX1? Yeah, it doesn't really, I don't really like that. Or but 450, 450 I, 250 open. I can, live with, I can live with it. Okay. But just a little... If, yeah, hey, if, it, if, you, if it, you got a gripe on it, then you got a gripe. Um, Caroli, Koldenoff, Wilson, Renault, Gertz, Leoc, Sewer, Nagle, Wright, Prado, Usland, Anthony Rodriguez, worth mentioning, Tundal, Tomac, Bloss, Evans. This is where you realise that the Nations is actually, especially on the Saturday, it's actually quite um, weak fields. Like, that isn't the deepest class ever. Like, we got into, like, Leoc and Nagel quite quickly. But anyway, MXGP class. Um, Tomac, obvious winner? Yeah, you got to believe so. If not Tomac, who? Coldenoff? Uh... Renault? I mean, do, do you really, I mean, you know, I, I'm quite excited about, you know, the fact of, you know, Renault turning up and doing I'd well. I'd just but like to say, your Renault love really just irritates me. I know. That's that's why I like it. Mm. I don't know. It just rubs me up the wrong way. <laughs> you love to be rubbed up the wrong way. Don't, I'm not too comfortable with it. Mm. That's not what he said. Um... Yeah, if not Tomac, I would say Koldenoff. And if not Koldenoff, then Renault. Um, but it is a point. Uh, this is a very Yamaha nations. Like, Yamaha should enjoy quite a successful weekend. Um, aside from the all Honda Australian team, which could spoil their fun. Um, they got two riders on Team USA, two riders on Team Netherlands, two riders on Team France. Like, yeah. A lot of, lot of Yamaha, the entire Team Switzerland. Um, there should be a lot of Yamaha around the front, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, not that we're talking nations, we're not talking about anything else, but you have got to hand it to, to Yamaha. They have, uh, they had a vision um, about where they wanted to be, and that vision is is definitely um, coming to fruition. I, you know, going back sort of five, six years ago, with how KTM were so dominant, you kind of were, you kind of wonder, um, you know, uh, would another manufacturer be able to compete? And um, Yamaha's done done just that. It took them a while, but what they put the the time and the effort they put in, you know, just like things like the the white was it a blue crew cup cup and stuff like that in the nations, and you know they've done quite a lot to build up um, to, to build up Yamaha, and they've invested heavily in in you know the youth riders. So circling back to what I said earlier. Um, I expect Team USA to dominate on Saturday and this proves why because I think based off of those names I just listed we expect Tomac to absolutely annihilate everyone in the qualifying race yep. yes yep. yes yep. okay um, MX2 Adamo DeWolf Anstey Musquin Everts Talviku Guio Lagenfelder Weckman McNabb Fares McClellan Shimoda. Horgmo, Shimoda, Cooper, Varees, Hunter Lawrence, um, Enzo Lopes. Like, the, the MX2 class, much more interesting. Much more... Who wins that qualifying race? I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, Lawrence. 
I think my I think Stamp my it. picks my Stamp picks would be between my picks would be between Hunter, Cooper, and DeWolf. No, because Shimoda and also Lagenfelder. The MX2 qualifying race should be very good. Should be fun. Um because oh, yeah, honestly, I don't know who I'd put money on. M- maybe Hunter? But then maybe Shimoda, because Shimoda's been consistently better than Hunter on the back end of the pro motocross season. Yeah. Um, but then it wouldn't totally surprise me if DeWolf wins it. And bloody hell, are we all just completely underestimating Cooper? Uh, no, I, I, I think you're right. I think Sh- Shimoda's um, been super strong in the end part of the year. Um, so is Lawrence. I think it's going to be down to those two duking out again. I really do. I am um, the MX2 qualifying race should be very good. Um, uh, open class: Guadagnini, Vlanderin, Sell, Ferrandis, Van Horbeck, Kulas, Bruman, Koch, Havistu, Jazakonis, Medaglia, Fernandez, Noren, Lucercio, Osterhagen, Sexton, Jet Lawrence. Again. That goes down as a that's a little bit of an air class by itself. Not much uh, there, is there? I don't know. I don't know. I, think I mean, Jet kind of saves it. I think that's it. a bit disrespectful. I think that's. I just realised. No, speaking of disrespectful, when we're talking about the MXGP class, if Tomac doesn't win it, Sua will. I feel like I didn't even say Sua's name for the I MXGP class. I don't think you class. did. I, I think no. you swept a few people under. Did you even talk about Lagenfelder in MX2? Yeah, I remember saying Lagenfelder. Okay. I would never leave Lagenfeld. Well, I was going to say, I'm surprised that you've not given me the whole speech about how he's going to impress everybody. That's coming. And, and that's going coming. to the nations. Uh, going, sorry, that's coming. Going to America next year. That's coming. Okay. That's next. Um, yeah, open class. Okay, you don't know what Jet's going to do, but again, the qualifying race on Saturday, I would expect Sexton to smash that. Maybe Jet gives him a run, but I, I see no reason why Sexton wouldn't qualify uh, qualify first. And if Tomac and Sexton do that, 1-1, one, one, they drop the worst result on Saturday, That that's pole position confirmed. Boom. See what I mean? It is. I feel as though it's a little bit of a predictable Nations. Uh, look, Nations is far from predict- predictable. We We know that. We know that. Look at look at um, Redbud 2018 with um, you know Hurlins and um, Koldenhoff, and then Vlandering getting a, his worst his worst position um, was 34th. Well, he didn't finish. It was exactly. So he did finish, or did he finish that race? I think he finished one and, and didn't finish the other. Did he? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. He were. He definitely got his eye knocked in the first one. I just can't remember if he finished it or not. But you've got. You know, you've got them going uh, one, 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 two, and so so basically, Vlanderen, you know, top top ten position, and and they've won the nations. Top top fifteen position, they've won the nations. I just I and feel like it seven a... points to to France. Like this is what I mean. That it's all well and good us sat here going on paper and looking at it, but you get shit happens like that with Vlanderen, which you just can't you can't make up. So you can you can have a team which goes one 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 two, and still lose. Yeah, but they actually almost won. But it's lost an by seven points. That's what I'm saying. You, you can have you can have Tomac and Sexton going one 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 two, right? And then you can have Cooper who has a DNF and uh, a thirty fourth. Boom, lost. Nation's done. 
That's what I mean. It's like, we, we can look at this, all this shit in front of us, all these all these names on a whatchamacallit, we can come up with who should be where, who should be what. The Nations always has a way. Max Anstey getting landed on. You know, the Nations always has a a way of of equalizing certain stuff. So you you, you in your mind you're like, yep, they've got this hands down. And then the the nations has nationsisms on people. And that, and that Netherlands is is a perfect example of you know what happened in Redbud. You know, one, 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 two. Let's just say that again. One, 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 two. Yes, we've done this. You've, we've done this. You've done this. You just told us this. Okay. So uh, there we go. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is that that shit happens. Do you want to know who is guaranteed to have a very good nations? Tomac? Sexton? Nope. Jet Lawrence? Nope. Uh, okay, please Renful. tell me. <laughs> um, I would list. I would list all of their riders, but I'd be here forever. But let's just say the Rentful will definitely be on every step of the podium, one way or another. The winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century, Rentful continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Rentful's records are unsurpassable, with 239 US titles and 232 world titles for 470 major championship titles combined. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Rentful factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning in 1969. The winning world of Rentful. How mental that Chase Sexton could win the nations with the same handlebars that I could use. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing this. Given that you don't even ride a bike, yeah, but yeah, but if I just if I right now when I'm going to buy a bike, I could literally go to the shop closest to me, buy some rental handlebars, and they will be what Chase Sexton's going to win the nations with this weekend. Yep, mental. Every bike's um, factory. Um, pick a ride. Pick an individual rider who's going to surprise everyone. Hmm. Okay. Put me on the spot here. Um, Not su- uh, surprise. Like, yeah. An oh, surprise, maybe a surprise result. I, 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 I believe Gertz will be the guy who surprises people. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like Fernandez um, does very well at the Nations. Yeah, but uh, like when you say that, like, because I don't, I expect Gertz to be top ten. So what are you saying? Well, there's nothing. There's nothing to say that you know a one-off result. You can't do top five. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't think. Okay. Um, okay. I, what What about Raimondo Trossolini um, getting top ten? Who's he ride for? <laughs> Venezuela. Um, where's the Philippines in the world? Uh, that'd be Asia. So that, they're they're making a long trip. Yes, yeah, so that's like Thailand, Indonesia, all that area. Shout out to Rahal Mango Song. His name is too big to fit on the entry list, and we we don't know what his f- complete first name is. <laughs> Brilliant! Thanks for that. Yeah, just quite sad, isn't it? Who? What about you? Standout ones? Um, right. So first of all, um, I will go Lagenfelder because I do think that he could actually win MX2. You're in love with him, and I do believe that everyone will go. Who the hell is that guy on a gas gas? Um, You're just. So in La- love with I, him. I have high hopes for Lagenfelder. Yeah. And I believe he will have people reaching for their programs. Mm-hmm. Talviku, 
on a lesser scale. Obviously, we all know him now, but still, I think this random Husqvarna rider where it will make people go, who's that? Obviously, oh, it's that Tauviku guy. But I feel like he'll be in the mix to, to, to the point where people are a little confused. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Fares is now on the radar, so he wouldn't be a surprise. Um, McClellan, he was really good at Mantova. Um for as long as he raced anyway. He was really good at Mantua. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he steps it up. I think he does have a future. So I think he could potentially be running top eight in the MX2 qualifying race. And maybe people will be like, who the hell is that guy on a KTM? Liat Gear, by the way. Um, uh, I think, yeah, maybe they're my three. I mean, Team Guam will be better than people expect. What, if Benny Bloss? Benny Bloss, Josh Varese, and Sean Lapanovich. Yeah. Like that's a... Oh, I don't want to say a top 10 team, but that's a top 13 team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those would be my individual riders. Do you know much about the two, the two other Japanese riders? No, never heard of them. No, well, that conversation they have very Japanese there. names. <laughs> that conversation ends here. And I wonder where Yoshiatsuta is. Hmm, me too. I mean, I'm probably going to be awake all night wondering that as well. I expected Joe Shimoda to be riding with Yoshiatsuta on a Motovision Suzuki and Akira Narita on a HRC Honda. So I'm very surprised to see that Yuki Okura and Kota Toriab have made their way onto the intruders. Obviously, you don't know your Japanese motocross like um, you should do. Yoshiatsuta, remember him? I do, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Japan has not had that many. Um... No, you just seem very unconfident. No, uh, Japan's not had that many riders which have, you know, as prominent as Joshimoda. So before that, it was probably two riders which have ever ventured out. Hmm. Anybody else? Uh, no, to be honest, I feel like we've absolutely well, what previewed about, the what nations about, to shit. What about Fares? No, I said, I said here, I said he's not really. Um, I don't think he's a surprise anymore. I think he's on the radar. I still think he's a surprise. He's on a radar, but really, like, what, what, you know, like if he runs top five in the MX2 qualifying race, I won't be. I'll be like, yeah, it's Fares. Really? Yeah. Do people know? I'm pretty sure. I, I'm actually certain that he signed a star deal for the next two years. Do people know that? Have I said that? Yeah. Yeah, we've we've spoke about it. Yeah, but have I spoken to you about it or have I said that publicly? No, we've we've talked about it on uh, the podcast show. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so old and in the way. Um, um yeah, I, I've, uh, well, well, I mean, we've absolutely previewed the nations to shit. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what's going on in the nations now, then you never will. Uh, funniest name on the entry list? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a few. Um, I like this one from Mexico. Arturo Humberto Fierro. It's kind of like rolls off your tongue. Beat that one. Mm. Mm. You're just going to go straight Philippines, aren't you? Wait, what did you say from Mexico? Uh, Arturo Humberto oh, him. Fierro. Oh, I was going to say, Jorge Israel, uh, Jorge Israeli Rubalacava. That's a cool one. Yeah, yeah. So Mexico has probably got the coolest names. There's a guy from Morocco who I really hope has a good weekend because his first name is Sad. <laughs> so I really hope that he ends up being happy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Sad. Yeah, cool. Um, um, yeah. 
Lorenzo Lucurcio has popped up again. Yep, said him. Maybe you should go back. The the Japanese team manager is Takatura Atsuta. So is that Atsuta's dad? Yeah, dad, brother, uncle. Mm. Right, I feel like we've... I feel like we've we've previewed the nations. Do you have anything else you want to say about the nations? No, um, I'm done. I'm I'm looking forward to um, getting on that plane tomorrow and going. So um, I just can't chances wait. you get on a plane? Uh, yeah, very high. So um, yeah, I'm I'm off to um, Heathrow Airport tonight. So um, yeah, we're getting up there early, getting ready. Off I'm to, happy for you. Off to hang out with uh, with a friend. So that's pretty, it'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very glad that you've got a friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else? I think we're done. Yeah, we are done. We I are mean, done. we didn't well, talk about rock. You're not going to nations. Let's talk about that. Ah, there's nothing really to say. Sometimes things happen, and you can't work your. Last sometimes life happens, and it's unfortunate that it's happened in this situation. Do you? Sometimes life happens. Do you regret hanging around those schools now? Um, a good time was had by all. <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're right. That's possibly the funniest thing you've ever said. Oh my god. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Don't know whether to just wrap this podcast up. Oh damn! Right, yeah. Come on back. I'm Good. back. Yep. Um, yeah. Some shocking. It's shocking, but some. You know, I've I've done eighteen GPs this year, so it's not. I can't be too. Um, I was. I did have the arse big time yesterday and the day before. But I'm trying to be grown up, and I did do 18 GPs this year, so it's not like I'm hard done by. Like, I got to go to Sa- I got to go. You, you're going to Redbud. I got to go to Samota Sabara. Exactly. So fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if they were on top Trump's cards, I don't like my chances. <laughs> well, at least you've been there. You've you've been there before. You know what it's like. So. Um... Yeah, and to, uh, truth be told, like from pit lane, the viewing was terrible. So that, like, I feel better about that. I do remember. I remember from Redbud last year, from pit lane, only being able to see the start straight and not really knowing what was going on. So yeah, um, that that's uh, trying to think of the things like that to make myself yeah, feel a little exactly. bit better. Exactly, that makes you feel better and, and great. Um, right. So that's, that's it. That's the final part of the MX Vice show, and that was presented by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you to Liat. Thank you to Scott Sports. Thank you to Rentful. Thank you to Planet Motor Holidays. Thank you to Prox Racing Parts. Thank you to MXGP TV, which obviously you can use to watch for nations. And actually, weirdly, I will be, which hurts me. And actually, that's just set in as something that's actually happening. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's going to hurt. I, 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 you know, I think you're brave. You're brave in... Um you know, kind of like playing this down, but it's going to hurt. No, it, 
it'll be fine. Either like it's not like I, it's not like I'm going to prison. Like I'll, I'll be able to watch the nation. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably, you probably should have said that. Like, I'm going to be able to watch the nations. Like, if I didn't, I'm going to know what's going on, and I'm going to watch the racing, and I'm going to see if, like, yeah. So, like, at least if I if I if I was being locked in a box for the weekend and had no idea what was happening at Redbud, that would be difficult for me. Yeah, but I'll know what's going on at least. Um, yeah. Thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this Motocross the Nations preview. Any final thoughts, James? Nope, nope. We're on just full on. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Okay. As Bruce Buffer says, it's time. Okay. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for your support of MX Vice. This has been episode 109 of the MX Vice show. We will be back next week to recap the Motocross of Nations and start previewing Cardiff because... We are in the off-season, but actually, the races are going to keep on coming. It's going to be a good one. Uh, what? Cardiff? No, podcast. Oh, I was going to say. Jesus, that was, I was going to say. That's a bit over the top for Cardiff. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, Visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.